This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. We are live. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host, Blake Rafino, and this is Are You Serious Sports? We hope that you are making it a good one. We know that we are as well. We have a fantastic show in store for you tonight. LSU recruiting is heating up. We got about two weeks. Today is the first, so we do have about two weeks, and we got a lot to get into. Mike Scarborough from TigerBait.com will be joining us at 7.20 p.m. Central Time. Also, Stephen Miller with the Maction Minute will be coming on stream with us as well. Hell, the Maction's putting out a lot of great football right now, y'all. A lot of great football. And yes, as always, we will talk some LSU, maybe a little bit of Saints. I don't know yet. I don't know. I'm starting to break down this LSU-Alabama game. What do I want to see from LSU? What are some realistic goals that we could look forward to? Because I don't know if LSU is going to be able to pull it out. You guys are with me, right? You guys are with me. Like, you you believe that LSU is not going to pull this game out, correct? Like, we're we're not that naive right now, are we? Okay. But if you do, I'm sorry to bust your bubble, but it's probably going to be a long night. But what are some realistic things we need to look forward to in reference to this game for this team to get better? But as we get started and before we get going, guys, as always, do us a favor. Hit the like and hit the share. Share into some groups if you're on Facebook. Everywhere that you listen to podcasts, don't forget to rate and subscribe. All of you listening to us right now on the podcast, we appreciate it with our good partners over at Believe. And always follow us on Twitter and subscribe to us on YouTube as well. You can follow everything that we're doing across the board as we'll be adding a lot of great stuff uh, coming up. We'll be having some great guests coming up. Drew DeArmon, Zach Pearson, just a couple of people that will be coming up in the upcoming days as well. But before we get started, guys, as always, let's hit some of these comments. The man, he's always in there. He's always first. 
Dylan Landry says, let's go. Blaine Smith says, decommitment today. Yeah, from Anthony Hunley, the defensive tackle. Uh, I'm going to talk. We're going to talk to Mike about that. Maybe LSU was looking elsewhere. Maybe he was looking elsewhere. I would expect that maybe LSU uh, told him he was going to be uh, to look elsewhere. But recruiting is going to start heating up. There is some talk that uh, number the number one player in the nation, Corey Foreman, depending on what uh, website I guess you really look at, is going to be coming to Baton Rouge this weekend on an unofficial visit. Don't know if that's good or bad that he's coming for LSU playing against Alabama. <laughs> I don't know if I want him to come up against this game. But nevertheless... Nevertheless, he's going to be coming. So we'll talk to Mike about all that. Kevin says, go Tyler's. Colin Thibodeau says, so tired of quote-unquote fans saying they don't want to play Bama. No one looks uh, likes an ass-whooping, but then happen. Yeah, I don't like it either, y'all. I don't like it either. Talking sports with TK. Tommy Chrysan, our good friend, checking in with us tonight on Facebook Live. Dakota on YouTube. Says, hope y'all having a great day and go Tigers as always. Mike Fernando, uh, <laughs> Mike Fernando says, no matter what, RTWFU. So roll tie, what bleep you? Gino Vegas says, what's up? Brandon says, Blake, is it just me or I'm scared we are going to get killed on Saturday night? I uh, will talk about that. We'll talk about that as the show goes on. We will talk. About, uh, we will talk about that. For sure. But guys, before we get started, don't forget to go see our good partners over at GM Varno and Sons. GM Varno and Sons has faithfully been serving your Denim Springs and Baton Rouge area for over 62 years. With their highly trained technicians, there's absolutely nothing that they can't do. RV repair, big rig overhauls, motorhome chassis, truck repair, routine maintenance, tire repair, tire sales. No job is too big or too small over at GM. Give them a call today at 225-664-9992. That's 225-664-9992. And tell them Blake Rafino sits you by. And also, go see our good friend, Mr. Woody Clark, over at Robinson Brothers Ford. All you got to do, hashtag ask for Woody. 225-603-5432. Go see all of his fantastic uh, inventory over at RobinsonBrothersFord.com. That's RobinsonBrothersFord.com. Tell them Blake Rafino sent you by. Okay, here are some keys, guys and girls. We've been getting some girls coming up and watching the show. I like it. I dig it. I dig it wholeheartedly. We got women wanting to come in. We got everybody coming in. I dig it. I love it. We we doing great out in Dallas, Baton Rouge, Atlanta. Dude, the podcast is going crazy. Everybody's subscribing to the podcast. I couldn't believe it. It was absolutely nuts. So when I say, hey, guys, I don't necessarily mean just males, individuals. That's not what I mean. I mean everybody. (laughs) I mean absolutely everybody. Okay, here are some things that I want to see. And number one, this is going to be across the board. And this is the game that's going to be inside the game, and that's Derek Stingley versus Devontae Smith. We all remember what happened last year. Devontae Smith really just teed off on Derek Stingley Jr. Devontae Smith's starting to tee off on everybody now, y'all, in the SEC. Like, it's kind of getting unfair. And look, I know that we just had the new college football rankings out. Everyone's complaining. Oh, my God, Georgia's in the top 10. Oh, my God, BYU is. And oh, my God. I don't care about the rankings right now. There's so much more football to be played. It's all going to shake up the way it's supposed to. 
It's going to shake out all the way it's supposed to. So I don't want to overreact, underreact. I don't care about all that. Like, I really don't, y'all. I really, really don't. I don't want to put too much emphasis on it. I don't want to put too little emphasis on it. But I'm not going to worry about the rankings that came out tonight. Because it doesn't mean anything. But number one, I want to see Derek Stingley Jr. honestly just lock down Devontae Smith after what happened last season. Listen to me. And I don't think, and look, Derek Stingley will be a top 10 pick, top 15 pick, depending on, God forbid, what something were to happen. But he's a top 10 pick in my opinion. But listen, if you want to start getting in that top five range, if you want to really start making, look, hey, Devontae Smith did something to me last year. You come back out and you lock him down. You can Daniel start to solidify, really, really solidify your staple on what you want to do moving forward. So my number one key and something that I want to look forward uh, to in this game is I don't care if Devontae Smith rides up in the slot. I don't care if you got to move it around. Number 24 does not come off of number six. It just doesn't happen. And I would expect for if he's starting to lock him down early, meaning Derek Stingley, that they're going to start moving Devontae Smith all over, the, all over the field, which they've been doing all season long. I don't care. If I'm Bo Pelini, I'm going to Derek Stingley Jr. right now and saying, listen, listen, you go wherever he goes. It doesn't matter. And you put your best, I mean your absolute best, not defender, your best player on your team, on arguably their best player. Uh, Blake Quibido says, have to focus on staying on the field and eating clock, ball control. That's number two. Blake, that's a good point. Look, I don't want to hear, and listen, I get, I start saying these things a couple weeks before they need to be said, and I'm not, look, I swear to God, I'm not tooting my own horn here. But we talked about the defense over the last five weeks, and we're starting to see them get a lot better. Don't tell me you can't run the football. Well, Blake, they were running for 2.6 yards per carry. Yeah. If you go look at a lot of football games and you go look at a lot of stats early, they don't look good. They don't look good. Go look at Derrick Henry in Tennessee. It's not until later into the game where they actually continue to run the football that, watch this, it's really funny. They start establishing the run. Have you ever heard the saying, establishing the run? Well, wait a second. How do you establish the run if you don't get going? LSU has to burn clock. Has to burn clock. If they do not burn clock, it's going to get really bad early. And listen, listen to me. I don't think that LSU is going to win. I'm just going to say it right now. Do I, I know I'm going to get criticized for that. Do I think that LSU can beat them? Eh. Do I think they have the talent? Yes. I think that they have the talent. I completely think that they have the talent to match up with them one-on-one. I do. But if they don't get established in the running game and try to take the air out of the football, it's going to get nasty. And it's going to get nasty quick. So as Blake Quibido says, we have to focus staying on the field and eating clock. And here's another thing too, Blake. LSU over the last five weeks leads the SEC on third down on defense. 25%. I am going to hammer that. I'm going to hammer that stat until I can't hammer it anymore. 
Now, Alabama might go 10 for 10 this next week, and I'm going to have to stop saying it. I probably will, and that's okay. But when you're leading the SEC on defense over the last five weeks at 25%, give that to me all day long, y'all. Give it to me all day long. Let's see. Vic says, Blake, that's a good idea, but that would be that would put too much stress on the other guys to understand assignments. But Vic, here's another I get what you're saying, but here's another thing. They're gonna score. They're gonna score. You act like I mean, if you can't establish telling Cardell Flott and possibly going or maybe Eli Ricks to switch fields. And look, I think that they could even they would even want to see Eli Ricks go up against Devonta Smith. I'm not personally saying that they should do it ultimately. That's what I would do. But Eli Wick, Ricks possibly being back and you have Derek Stingley. I, I would just put Stingley on it, but that's me. But Vic, I agree with you there that it might get a little too confusing. But this defense is coming up. Did you see those blitzes that they, blitzes that they were sending at Texas A&M late in the game? Jacoby Stevens over the last two weeks has been blitzing straight up the middle and getting absolutely just free reigns at the quarterback. So I think that they're picking it up. Uh, Colin Thibodeau says, I don't remember CD beating Stingley. Um, he beat Javante. He got a couple catches. He got a couple catches. But no, relatively, he didn't beat he didn't beat Stingley. Uh, Corey Kaye says, Ruffino. <laughs> What's happening? Blaine Smith says, if he shuts down Smith, he may just skip next season. He's a top 10 pick guaranteed. <sighs> Guys, we got to stop with that, man. We got to stop with that. And listen to me. I want to make this very, very clear because I know a lot of people sit, stand on both sides of the fence on this Terrace Marshall thing, and they're going to stand on both sides of the fence when L- if a player that you want to come to LSU doesn't come there. But listen to me. LSU is going to process some guys in this recruiting class, and it's starting to happen. And guess what? Don't get mad at Terrace Marshall, and don't get mad that Anthony Hunley is asked to look elsewhere. Don't do it. And that is hypocritical. Do not do that shit. Excuse my language. But that is probably one of my biggest pet peeves of all time. If you're going to get mad at Terrace Marshall, you better equally get as mad at LSU for processing Anthony Hunley. You better do it. Because LSU did make a commitment to them in the beginning to say, hey, you have a scholarship. Now, we are going to be talking with Mike Scarborough in reference to recruiting in just four minutes. Four minutes, we're going to call Mike Scarborough, and we're going to take a deep dive into some LSU recruiting. But in my take, you better get just as pissed off, just as pissed off at LSU as you do players leaving and other players going to other schools. It just is what it is, y'all. You can't get mad at both. Now, do I personally think that Terrace Marshall should have stayed from a on-the-field standpoint? Yes. From a pick standpoint, yes. Because I think that some GMs will have a problem with him not playing a full season since he was a junior in high school. Don't care that he did it. I think some people can have some opinions, but hey, but you better get equally as mad as LSU for what they just did to Anthony Hunley. And nobody's going to tell you that, but I'm going to tell you that. Reginald Cormier says, big facts, love the, your realness. I appreciate it, man. It's just the truth. 
I mean, look, if you're going to process guys out, you can't get mad at Terrace Marshall. You can't get mad if you're – look, here's where I stand on this, and we'll be getting to Mike Scarborough in just a minute. I don't really care what side you stand on on either one of these arguments. Now, I saw uh, a recruiting guy today uh, getting an argument about this with somebody in a group. It doesn't matter what side people are on. However, however, if you take the side of not of getting mad at Terrace Marshall, you have to equally get as mad at LSU. On the flip side... If you're not mad at Terrace Marshall, then you should be mad at LSU for doing it to doing this kind of things to players, and it's recruiting. So I, I know it's a business, but you can't tell Terrace Marshall it's not a business, and then flip and turn right around and tell LSU it isn't. You can't do that. That's not how any of this works. So again, nobody's going to tell you that in that little you know anywhere you listen to sports and entertainment. And I'm not saying I'm the only guy with that take, but that's just the truth here. Doug DiBiase says, Blake, been away for the world for the last few days. Are LSU fans, media still whining about playing Bama? Yeah, they're like a, like a, like a beaten dog. They don't want to do it. They do not want to do it. They are scared to death, Doug. We'll probably talk about that tomorrow on the Bill King Show for sure. But they're scared, dog. <laughs> they're scared. They don't want this. They don't want that smoke. And then you know what's going to happen? LSU's going to go out there and fight like they've been doing the last three weeks. Uh, Vic says, what aspect of LSU's defense do you think Alabama will test the most? Uh, linebacker, safety, linebacker, safety. It's the only two things that they're going to attack. It's what everybody else is attacking. You know, I look, I heard from somebody today inside of Alabama that they're I don't want to say that they're worried. I'm not going to say that they're worried, Vic, about running the football or establishing the run. Listen, this Alabama offensive line, I want you guys to hear me. All 81 of you, listen to me. And you're going to call me a homer, and that's okay. Or maybe not a homer, but you'll call me whatever. Say I don't love LSU, which is complete horse dookie. This Alabama offensive line might be the best that we've seen in the last decade. I'm not joking. Okay? This offensive line's deadly. They're deadly. You better be able to put some pressure on Mac Jones. You better be able to stop the run. It's a fantastic test for this young defensive line. Jaqueline Roy can, can make a lot of money this upcoming Saturday. No question. And no question that they're the best in football. They're the best in college football. No question about that. And if you're able to stop them from an LSU standpoint to 30, 31, 35 points, give it to me. If Alabama only scores 35 points, give it to me. This is what it is. One more question. We'll get to Mike Scarborough. Brennan says, also, Blake, I think LSU needs to pick up or pick a quarterback so next year he will be ready. Look, they're high on Garrett Nussmeyer. They're thinking that there's if there is a freshman that could come in and play, that it is him. So I don't know how true that is. I don't really watch the kid play a lot, but we'll, we'll definitely, uh, definitely, definitely, definitely ask Mike Scarborough. Sam Bacon says, please, Blake, say it ain't so. Oh, it's so. Oh, it's so. Bama, listen. That offensive line is probably the best in a decade. I'm not joking around, y'all. All right, let's get to Mr. Mike Scarborough. But before we get to Mike, you got to go check our good friends over at your home team. 
the number one real estate firm in all of the North Shore, Louisiana, team.kw.com. That's team.kw.com, 985-467-7355. That's 985-467-7355, team.kw.com. For all of your real estate needs in the North Shore, looking for a new home, they got it. You're looking to sell your home, they got a real estate agent that's top of the line that will take care of it for you today. Give them a call and tell them Blake Rafino over at AYS sent you. All right, let's get Mr. Mike Scarborough in here. Give him a call. and Let's talk some LSU recruiting, y'all. I'm really fired up to talk to Mike about some LSU recruiting because it's right around the corner. Right, right around the corner. Let's see. I saw a comment from Josh Rogers earlier. Hello. Mr. Mike Scarborough. What's happening? Oh, man. we're Look, we're having a great show so far. We're talking a little LSU Alabama. A lot of people are talking, wanting to talk about recruiting. And so it's been a good show. How's your night going, my friend? Uh, doing good. It's uh, just starting to get geared up for the last uh, few weeks here. Um, obviously, with Anthony Hunley and LSU departing uh, ways today, uh, that gives LSU another spot that's available. And uh, so we kind of figured that that was going to be one of the, the shoes that was going to drop here in the, in the last month. Yeah, and that's an interesting question, Mike. And a lot of people are, are, and we're talking about it, a lot of people are asking in the comments about it. Did he personally leave? Because, you know, people are worried, obviously, that he might have left due to a possible scenario where LSU's getting their brains kicked in. Do you think this is something where LSU maybe have told him to look elsewhere? Or is it Anthony Hunley that wants to, to, wants to look elsewhere himself? Yeah, no, I think it was a, uh, I think it was a scenario where LSU, it was watching his film, and um, I just I, I didn't. I think it was a mutual understanding uh, where it was kind of like the thought was that uh, Anthony um, wasn't likely going to have success in Baton Rouge or be able to see the field. Mm. Well, that makes sense. I mean, look, it, it, it makes sense. It, it goes by what everybody's been hearing and what you've been saying, uh, Mike. Let's get into it because we have two weeks here. I mean, the sixteenth. It's right and, around. And by the way, just just to add to that, okay. not to cut you off. You're okay. Th- this is a, a this is a very good uh, s- uh, s- situation where it's a COVID. This is also a COVID situation. You know, Mike, can you elaborate you, on that? Yeah, can you elaborate well, you on that? You didn't have that kid on your campus at camp going one on one at an LSU lineman camp or the elite camp in June. Coaches not being able to go out and stand on a sideline and watch the kid play a game, mm-hmm. um, and then just the film that they, they've been able to get uh, start to pile up and, and you know so then you can say well what took so long well they, this might have this might have been able to have been handled in June. Mm-hmm. Well, Mike, do you think that? And I, again, I'm just asking here. Do you think that they were just wanting to look at see more film of them before a possible, and not just not just Hunley, but for a lot of these guys that they just want to see more film before they make a final decision, or or maybe not? No, I I, I think they know they've got decisions. We're two we're several weeks out here from the early signing period. Uh, we've been seeing uh, offers go out to, to linebackers and uh, you know offensive linemen and cornerbacks, and mm. you're sitting there at 22, and you're trying to figure out, okay, if, if if you get your absolute best case scenario and you get everybody you want on your board that's uncommitted, 
And if you're 22, well, if you fill in Tristan Lee, Corey Foreman, and Mason Smith, that's 25. Right. So you 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 hadn't even you hadn't even you hadn't even talked about Savion Bird. Um, you know, they, you got the JUCO uh, offensive tackle at Snow College in Utah. They offered uh, that you know possibly want to take visits next month if, if the visits open up. Um, you know, is there another running back possibility? I, I think we're, but I think what we're going to see here is probably, you know, one or two other spots uh, open up here before before it's said and done as well. Well, Mike, and I don't yeah, want I you to mention Brian Thomas. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's you well, know, there's other prospects out there. Well, and that's the thing. I I mean, because we are so close. If I mean, because you do have the magic ball and you can shake it and know exactly what's going to happen, right? In, in recruiting. I guess, what, how do you see it shaking out? And, and, and I guess uh, two parts of that, do you see kids that possibly maybe push their push their recruit or when they're going to commit and sign back a little bit later because of COVID? Well, I mean, you know, there's the thought that maybe Corey Foreman, you know, he's not a midterm grad or a midterm enrollee. You know, he may be a guy that might, you know, extend it out and not sign until till February. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, through this whole season and, and LSU's struggles and, you know, uh, the USA Today thing, you know, it, it, the, the common question has been, you know, what, has this been to a detriment, has this been uh, detrimental uh, to LSU's recruiting efforts and is it going to hurt the, L, the way LSU finishes out? And I think as signing day gets here and you still got uh, some really high-profile kids that can make or break your class, particularly offensive linemen, which – you know, frankly, the rest of the way we're we're, we're seeing what a, a a a bad offensive line can do to a football team. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's making your running backs look anemic, and it's it's making your already troubled quarterback spot even more troubling. Um, you know, that's that is the position to really focus on on the rest of the way. Yeah, there could be a linebacker, there could be you know uh, another corner, um, but you really have to have. Uh, at least two more offensive linemen, maybe more, and and they need to be guys that can that can that you got a darn good idea that uh, they can project and play for you early. Well, and that's the question we're getting in here, Mike uh, Bundy asked hashtag Ask Mike. What about Terrence Lewis, the five star linebacker, inside linebacker that decommitted? Uh, but it seems as if LSU's focus has been more on the offensive line. Correct? Yeah, yeah. Look, it, it's. Uh, you know, you got Goodwin, the running back, that decommitted from Auburn. You know, uh, I mean, look, I, I, I think with what I've seen of the 2022 running backs in this state, um, you know, and what I've seen of Corey Kiner um, and him being a midterm guy, um, I, I think you're, you're, you're fine. Uh, take it to the house with one and and go ahead and, Get those two next year because I, I think Le'Veon Moss is fantastic, and I think Trevor Achan is fantastic, and I think LSU's in great shape for both of them. So wow, wow, um, that would be a haul right there for both of them, Mike. Yeah, I, I look. I went and saw. I've seen Le'Veon twice, and um, uh, I, I just think he's fantastic. Um, and uh, granted, I saw him against Broadmoor, which is not a very good football team. And um, don't tell Ryan Terrio that. Huh? Don't tell Ryan Terrio that. He thinks they're fantastic. 
Well, yeah, well, you know, but you got to realize I'm uh, I'm I'm old school, and I'm a Terra High I'm a Terra High School grad, so uh, uh, that you. was always our rival. So I'll always throw shade at Broadmoor any chance I can get. <laughs> yeah, uh, Mike Scarborough from Tiger that was Bay. Back that- when Terra High and Broadmoor actually had good football teams. True. Uh, Reginald Cormier asked Mike. He said, "Mike uh, asked Mike." What happens if Brian Thomas comes back in the fold? Is he really out of the fold, or do you think that because a lot of people have been kind of hinting that he might be looking at a Texas A&M? It looks like Bama's kind of cooling off. Do you think that he he ends up a little bit more west, maybe possibly Texas A&M? Yeah, you know, I just think the the thing with Brian is because one, he's quiet. Walker's obviously not had the type of season they would like to have. Um, you know, I've said it over and over again with Brian, it's, you know, uh, I've probably interviewed him more than anybody in the last couple of months. Um, mm-hmm. I think I've seen him three times since August. Um, and, uh, but you know, the interviews I've done the last two or three are, are, are not much different than the previous two or three, mm-hmm. you know, I, I could go probably download one from April and put it out as new tomorrow and it'd probably sound the same. Right. Um, and so I think that that's, and, but like I said, he's quiet and he's not a guy who's real active on Twitter and he's not. So I think that that's, that's part of where people are just, you know, getting on message boards and you know what I heard and everybody's got a, a, an eye what I heard uh, line to tell you. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I think with him though, um, you know, his dad obviously is real involved in the process, like a parent should be. But I think if it was totally left up to Brian and it was uh, none of that other stuff, uh, he probably might have been done by now. Right. Uh, Colin asked, and, and something that for whatever reason, Mike, is we're coming into the close day and possibly, as LSU has always done, try to leave a couple of slots open uh, in this recruiting class. Colin asked, Mike, is there any JUCO or transfer quarterback that they might be looking for for a new home? But I feel like they have no other needs uh, because you no, do have no, a guy they're, like they're, Garrett they're, Nussmeyer coming in, right? Yeah, no, they're fine at quarterback. You, right. you don't need to do that. Um, I, I just say the quarterback spot, you throw it wide open. Garrett Nussmeyer arrives, you throw it wide open. Uh, we'll see what happens with Scott Linehan in the offseason. Um, we'll see what staff changes there might be uh, throughout the staff. But either way, if you're at Orgeron, in my mind, you throw it wide open and say no one has a lead. Uh, you know, everybody's on, on the ground floor, and you let Garrett Nussmeyer come in and compete with, all, with the other guys and, and go for it. Um, and you do the same thing with Corey Kiner. Right. Um, but obviously, you know, it's – I mean, I don't think Tyrion Davis-Price – and, and John Emery are as anemic as they've looked, or, or as anemic as they looked Saturday night. But you know, it does, that, that offensive line doesn't do them any favors, and it certainly doesn't do a, a freshman quarterback any favors that needs favors. I know. And look, Mike, that's what we talked about over the last five weeks. Look, I, I said that I thought that my biggest concern was the offense, and I thought that they did need to shake some stuff up on the offensive line, which begs the question here, well, I look, guess. Look, you know, uh, uh, Blake, last year, last uh, I think you and I did, uh, you had me on, you know, it, it's a, uh, the, the biggest question mark on the LSU football team going into this season was the offensive line. Yep. Just like it was last year. 
Mm-hmm. Well, they answered the call and ended up with the Joe Moore Award at the end of the year. So, but it wasn't as easy to pull off this year. Yeah, so, and, and Mike, I, I really feel, just as a former offensive lineman, that, that, that Joe Burrow made a lot of checks and, and slide protections, and you don't have someone to bail you out. And, 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 Mike, and Mike, too, think of all the times Joe Burrow saved their ass against Georgia in the Heisman, you know, scramble and throw to, or to Justin Jefferson. I mean, they don't have a guy right now that can do that, and I think that saved them a lot last year, right? Right, and and that's and that's another deal where, okay, you had uh, Jamar Chase and, and Burrow, and it was a non-COVID year, and those guys working out on their own. You had, you know, a spring football practice. Uh, you're talking about, uh, you know, a higher level of, of talent as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, everybody talks about Max Johnson being the runner. Well, yeah, he's a better runner than TJ. But he's not near the runner that Joe Burrow was, right? He, he's agree. just not. I mean, what, you know, I was asking uh, Preston the other night. I mean, if he ran a forty, what would it be? Four eight, four nine. If he, I mean, because I, I think I think Joe Burrow on his best days a four seven guy. Easy. Which I mean, for a quarterback, that's damn good. Right. And, and I think too, Mike. I mean, just the escapability inside the pocket for a quarterback. I mean, look, Tom Brady's not the fastest dude, but he has the athletic ability to move inside the pocket that these guys just don't have right now. Uh, Mike right. Scarborough, and, from- and, and, and that's that's why it's like, you know, uh, <clears throat> I think the, the 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 one thing that I did enjoy Saturday night was the defense, and um, I haven't been anybody one of those guys all year long that was thinking Pelini had to go. I'm glad that they looked the way they looked. And, w- w- and why is that? Well, it's because Jaquel and Roy, Ali Gay, and Ojalari and Jabril Cox, the newcomers, are finding their way, and it's getting through to them. Well, it's, take, it's taking time. Well, why is it taking time? Well, it's a COVID year, and you didn't have spring football. Mm-hmm. Um, I was excited about the defense at the, at the end of the, at the end of the night Saturday night, and me too. Uh, I felt sorry for him because the offense didn't do him any favors. And Mike, you but, know I mean, that's as bad as LSU looked in that football game for almost the entire game. You know, really, uh, uh, you were a score away uh, midway through the second half of being back in it. I know. And Mike, if I would have told you this time last week that LSU's defense would hold them to 13 points, you would have said probably two things. One, I'm crazy, and two, they win, right? Well, but you know, but uh, but I, you say that, and I actually, I don't know if I, I, I text two people, including an LSU staffer Friday morning, that I thought that game might be an upset alert game. Because yep. I was, I've never bought into A and M. Hey, you told me Friday. I mean, I'll be a bear witness that you told me that too, and I know that we talked about it. And, and look, I mean, Kellen poo poo. But I thought LSU would be able to run the ball. Me too, one hundred percent. Yeah, and look, it, it wouldn't have taken much offense to to really make that uh, to, to for that game to have been a game. Mike. I, we we're getting a lot of comments, and I got to ask you this because I love the offensive line talk. Um, is and I know this is going to sound crazy, um, but I think it's a because you start talking about need versus versus want. Is Tristan Lee, Bird, and these other offensive linemen that LSU are targeting and recruiting over the next couple of weeks are they not more important than some of these other guys? Maybe a Mason Smith. Uh, it, it, that, I'm not that, Mason that, Smith. That, it, they're everything. They're everything. Yeah. Don't. I mean, look, I'm not discounting a Brian Thomas or that flashy object over there. But 
It's all offensive line. It's all offensive line because you don't know what you're going to get from Martinez or Doomerville. Um, you know, you don't know if you're, if you're, if, you know, you're now going into year three with Perry, Cardell, Thomas, and Bradford, you know, are, you're getting darn close to go ahead and putting all three of them in the bus category. I mean, the spring is absolutely vital for those three guys to actually uh, plant a flag and say, I'm a guy. Right. So, um, that's why you, 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 if they're not guys, or they're not going to be guys, then you need this, these guys in this class that you're about to sign um, to, to be guys. You, you're basically recruiting over them. Well, and you know what, Mike? And guys being here on the offensive line for, I don't want to say a long time, but four or five years has really helped LSU. You look at Lloyd Cushenberry. I mean, Mike, I'm going to throw another guy out to you that you, you're, you don't hear his name anymore. When's the last time you heard Austin Deculus's name well, of him getting it, beat? But also, too, it's like you know uh, Chase and Hines. I mean, right? What kind of bright future did, did we think, or how dominant did we think Chase and Hines was going to be in year one when he came in as a freshman and looked the way he did? We just thought, holy smokes, how good is he going to be in two or three years? Well, Mike, you and, know, and now you're like, okay, he's overweight. He, yeah. You know, he's not this. You know, um, I don't know, man. It, it's and. You know, we had the rumors of Terrace Marshall, uh, you know, opting out, which he ended up doing. Then it became Ed Ingram, and I'm watching some plays Saturday night of Ed Ingram. I'm like, man, he looked like he already opted out. I know. And look, I don't think that – I think that he's got to come back. I mean, that's just my opinion, but but I think he's got to come back. But, you know, I've gotten into that with some guys. You know, I'm like, somebody has to come back. Man, nobody has to come back. I think that that's that, I think that that's where, boy, you really have to do a recruiting job because if you're having this type of season and we still got three more games left, and how brutal could the next two weeks be in our in our in, our, in our minds as far as worst case scenarios? When you're trying to convince a guy like that to come back, well, he was he thinking? My question is: Are these guys having fun? Hmm. It's one thing to, to to you know be on a team that's uh, you know eight and four and and you know or or, or in this year you know at uh, you know six and four or seven and three and 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 have been having some fun with it. You can see where this team could really you know if the ball goes the right way uh, could be a, a, an SEC West contender next year. You know, so when you're conv- trying to convince those type of guys to come back, man, they, they can either say you know what, no, I'm. I only need to so many hours to get my degree. I'm gonna go ahead and get it and get on and get a job, or, or mm. uh, yeah, I, proje- I only project as a fourth or, f- or only as a fifth rounder. But I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna go ahead and take a chance and you know get in, on an NFL roster in the training camp and let the chips fall where they may. And if it works, it works. Because some of those guys, it's like I'll, I'll argue, you know, an, an Austin Deculus. I'll just you know, I'm just gonna use him as an example, not throwing him under the bus. But, you know, yeah, he could come back. But, but let's just say hypothetically he's got a fifth-round grade. Does he come back next year and he's a fourth? Right. Well, what's the difference in money between a fourth and fifth rounder? 100000 usually. Okay. Yeah. I mean, and, and Mike, I, I mean, it's not like it's a – I mean, sometimes. I mean, but you look at a guy like Jacob Phillips who goes into the third, he got a fifth-round grade. Some teams might even think that he's higher. I mean, you never really know what these guys are, right, are saying right. so, either. But my point is, my point is, is like I, I can go ahead and take the risk 
because you know I, you know I am at this certain age. I am what I am, and right. the outlook for next year's team is 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 what. That's that's my only point. No, I'm with you. I'm with you, Mike. One more question, and we'll get you on air, out of here. Mike Scarborough from TigerBait.com is our guest. We'll let he'll let you know where everywhere you can go to get all of his great stuff. I know I'm a subscriber, and I go there daily uh, before I get my day going. Mike, how do you, and I know it's soon. I know two weeks in recruiting is a lifetime. Um, but do you see LSU making any big splash on signing day as it pertains to today's date? Do you think they pull a rabbit out of a hat and possibly get a Corey Foreman? I know he's – some people have talked about he's coming think, down this I weekend. Ab- I think it's absolutely the LSU can make a big splash. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it could very well be uh, with, uh, you know, most LSU fans I, I talked to wishing the season was over and they didn't have to play these next couple of games. You know, it's just let's just get the year over with and be done with. I, I, I absolutely think in a couple of weeks, signing day uh, could give LSU fans a big shot in the arm. I agree with them, and that's why and you're the, the, and the, pro, the program and its fans and, and the psyche of the fans need that positivity. That's where I was about. To, and you don't think the uh, Mike? I don't know if this does it for recruiting, uh, recruiting for players on, on on the team so much. But I'll listen. When I was at Southeastern, I knew that we just got a we stole a three star tight end tackle wide receiver from UL. I was like, hell yeah, like let's go, you know. But that's just me, you know. Robert Alford uh, uh, coming to Southeastern versus you know, and I know he had some other things, but coming to Southeastern, I mean, you always like new fresh guys coming in and, and stuff like that. Mike, tell everybody where they can get all your fantastic stuff and where they can go find it. That's it. Go to TigerBait.com. Uh, we've got our Christmas gift cards linked on the front page. That's always a, 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 a big deal for us. People love giving a TigerBait gift subscription. Uh, $1 gets you on the site to try us out for a month. Now's the time to do it. Uh, if you use promo code AYS30, um, you'll get um, 30 days of TigerBait for $1. So you'll get all of our recruiting coverage uh for the next month for $1 if you use the AYS30 promo code. And uh, like I always say, choose the annual package for when your, your trial period's up because you basically get three months for free when you choose annual versus monthly. So uh, you'll get your text alerts, you'll get our newsletters, um, our message board, um, the works. And um, plus we got our Facebook Live shows and all, and all the stuff we're doing now at Tiger Bait. So if you're an LSU fan, we'd love for you to check us out and become a premium member mike i appreciate it my friend and you're always my first stop every morning to get the day going man i appreciate you taking the time with us hey anytime enjoy the chat and talk soon all right mike thanks man that is mike scarborough from tigerbait.com i always love mike when he comes on because look recruiting is a lifeblood that fuels the dreams of champions it always has been and always will be as you just heard mike he thinks that lsu can make a splash yeah, I, I, the way that I read that, he thinks you can pull off a Tristan. Listen, if you get a Mason Smith, Stephen Miller, I, I'm trying to text you. Bring your happy booty in here. <laughs> Stephen Miller's going to be coming on with the Maxion Minute, but my, my, my phone iPad froze. But Stephen Miller's going to be joining us in just a second. Uh, but look, I always love talking to Mike, and he think, and look, usually he's spot on when it comes to recruiting. I don't really remember a time where Mike's just been dead off on information and stuff. Uh, that's going on but if you do lead and if you do get a guy like a mason smith 
if you do get a guy like a Tristan Lee, if you do get a guy like a Corey Foreman and you get yourself into that where you're struggling on both sides of the line of scrimmage, listen, I know that this season sucked. I know that this season sucked, but you're going to continue to move forward and and, and progress. Uh, Personally, I'm with Mike. I am 100% with Mike. you got to get the guys up front. I don't want to say to cut a guy like a Brian Thomas. That's not what I'm saying. But at the end of the day, you got to win. You win the game up front. We just talked about 20 minutes ago about Alabama, Alabama, as Stephen A. Smith would say, having the best offensive line possibly in a decade. And look what they're doing. You win the game in the trenches. Okay, we're going to have Mr. Stephen Miller joining us. But before we get to our good friend, Mr. Stephen, you got to go check my good friend, Mr. John Patton, out at Area Home Lending. Guys, with all the help from the Federal Reserve, it has pushed mortgage rates down to the lowest that they've ever been. Yes, the lowest ever. If you're considering buying a new home, saving money on that mortgage that you have now, or even doing that cash out refi, the timing has never been better. 225-663-2500. 225-663-2500. And tell them Blake Rafino at AYS sent you by. And for all your injury attorney, personal injury attorney needs and criminal defense, go see our good friends at the Drake Law Firm. Personal injury, criminal defense, real estate, and successions. There's not a law firm better for you. They're only a phone call away or go see them at 154 West Pine Street, Ponchatoula, Louisiana. And for both of them, tell them Blake Rafino sent you by today. All right, we got Mr. Stephen Miller on the phone with us. Look at my man. What's happening tonight, ball? Man, I can't call it. What's good? Oh, I don't know. Look, I, I, we're talk, we were talking some LSU recruiting with with Mike Scarborough and look Stephen very quickly recruiting is a lifeblood that fuels the dreams of champions they got to finish this class strong right yeah I, so I was telling someone this afternoon I was like I was like you know we had a bad season and and there's a lot of clouds around the program and stuff but uh one thing that's a silver lining is man they're still killing it in the recruiting trail I mean but they don't have the big whale signed yet but from the projections and uh, crystal balls i mean i mean it's looking like it could be a great year i agree with you and look if you win what look at all these comments it's miller time steven miller they steve-o says reginald cormier they love you you're the man of the people you're like the rock Let's you're the man it. of the people the champ the people's champion uh but i agree with you steven i think that they got to finish strong and if they can get a top five class it's only going to bode well okay look i know that you lost your mind this last weekend because we had some action your running back from buffalo went absolutely off i know you said you wanted to win the heisman your matching minute starts now let us know let's get it uh unless you guys have been in a rock i mean this this little kid from Buffalo is absolutely crushing it. Last weekend, he had 36 carries, 409 yards rushing in one game with eight touchdowns. Now, before the game, he had eight touchdowns on the season. The man is just absolutely crushing it. Oh, technical. But, uh, man. <laughs> Don't worry about the technical difficulties. Like, they always happen, but keep going. When you're watching the game, is you watch the game, it's like you can't even go use the bathroom or go fix a drink because, man, if you do, I mean, shoot, he's going to score. Because I was looking it up, too. Every 6.6 carries, the dude gets, he gets a touchdown. How nuts I mean, is that? unbelievable. Uh, 
Miller, r- really quickly, I, and I, I think his last name was Gibson, but the kid from the running back from Memphis last year, okay? Like, yeah. everybody's like, oh, well, he plays at Memphis. But your kid from Buffalo, I mean, listen, Stephen, should he get a – and I'm being, I'm being very honest here. Should he get a Heisman vote? Should he get Heisman vote? Maybe not number one, but should he get, like, right. second, third, fourth, uh, or, or fourth or fifth? Fourth or third place? Right. Possibly. Do you, I mean, if he continues on this trend, I mean, <clears throat> which they got a layup this weekend, I mean, they got oh, um, the Bobcats, and shoot, I think they're a two-touchdown favorite already. Mm-hmm. But I mean, if he if he continues to rack off five, six t- touchdowns a game, hey, why not? But I mean, on the season is, is he's got nine hundred and seventy something yards. He's got this. No, no, excuse, excuse. He's got not nine hundred and twenty yards, sixteen touchdowns in four games. That's unbelievable. Eight point six yards a carry. Well, and That's I think to do against air. That's what I was about to say. I mean, that's hard to do against anybody, much less any, you know. And look, <laughs> I mean, you, you're still having to break the tackles. You're still having to go and run. You're still have to to go out and score in space. So, I, I mean, I agree with you. What else? What other games you looking for? Yeah. Go ahead. What? Go ahead with Stephen. No, I was just going to finish up. I mean, 30, 36 carries for anybody is just an outrageous amount, and it was what's crazy. Is the the not so much the second string guy, but but the 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 second head of the two headed monster, he had sixteen carries for ninety seven yards and uh, two scores. So I mean, it, it's just unbelievable. But uh, yeah, they uh, had a big East matchup last weekend with Kent State, and they seventy to uh, I think it was like forty one or something. It was like unbelievable. But uh, yeah, I mean the the, the chalks raining out. I mean. Everybody thought the uh, start of the season it was going to be Buffalo in the East and Western is in the West, and they're four zero also, and they play Eastern this weekend. And I think it was uh, fifteen or sixteen point spread this morning. And uh, Western's got a little game against Ball State at the end of the year on the road, which may be a, a, a trip up for them. But by then, I think they'll go ahead and lock up the uh, West, so it'll be. Buffalo and Western in the finals, and uh, be on the 18th. Well, we'll see, and I hopefully maybe they get into maybe a New Year's Six. Maybe they can work their way up there. Maybe they can play a team like a BYU. Uh, we'll we'll we'll, we'll have we'll have to see. I, I mean, it'll be a stretch, but it's 2020, yeah, dog. You you, you never know. know. With, with just six games, but yeah, who knows? But. But they're fun as hell to watch, man. I tell you, they are fun as hell to watch. <laughs> Absolutely. What other games? I know you're going to be watching LSU, and I won't make you talk about your your you you know what you don't want to probably talk about this weekend. Uh, but is there any other games this weekend you're looking out for? Yeah, um, actually, I uh, uh, hang on one second. Yeah, I doubt I get to watch much of the game. We've got a um, work party. That we got to go go to uh, Saturday at six, so uh, so I may have like an eye an eye on it, but I won't be invested in it. But um, I don't really know. I hadn't looked a whole, whole lot this weekend. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's a lot of blowouts as well as looking like. Yeah, but, there's uh, not really one that Florida I'm looking. Tennessee. Yeah, and that game's lost its luster. I mean, you've had a lot of games that have lost their yeah. luster. You know, what can Ohio State? What is Clemson? What is Notre Dame? What do all these other teams look like? I mean, right. there's not really some high-profile ones, but we'll see. We'll definitely see. One more question. We'll yeah. get you out of here. 
Scott. What do you have to? What do you think would be a win for LSU Saturday? It, end of the game, you sit there. What to you outside of a victory? Because a lot of people think that that won't happen. Right. But outside of a victory, what do you what do you want to see from Saturday from the LSU Tigers? It's just improvement from the last few weeks. I mean, the defense has slowly been getting better. Like Mike said, he said. Now you're seeing the younger guys step up and play well, and it's like the equivalence of them having a spring and then coming into the season, and and that's what they've been getting a little reps here and there, and now they're starting to show out. So, I mean, if we could just continue to limit the explosive plays, we're just a tall task with Michi and Smith out there. I mean, shoot, those guys just step on the field, and it's like an explosion. But uh, it's, it's just some improvement from the defense, and uh, it's just don't take a step back. And mm. hopefully that we can figure out something that the quarterbacks, uh, either one or the other, Johnson or Finley, can step up and eliminate the, quote-unquote, the freshman mistakes. I mean, it, it's just improvement overall. It's just so we don't have to come next Monday and hear the exact same story that we heard last week and three weeks ago after the Auburn game. And it, it's just – it's the main thing I want to see is improvement and try to put the points on the board, and uh, it's just keep it. I don't know. It, just keep it close. I mean, yeah, just keep wants it close. To see a sixty-three to see. Yeah, <laughs> I'm with you. Yeah. Stephen Miller we with the ma- just go into halftime. Go ahead, man. Finish up. Go ahead. No, I, I was just gonna say if we can just somebody just keep it close in the halftime and, and just come out and uh, make a play or two. Whoops. Make a play or two in the uh, second half. I mean, hell, who knows? I hear you. Steven Miller with the Maxie Minute. Steven, I hear you, brother. I appreciate you coming on, man, with the Maxie Minute. Thanks, man. We'll talk talk soon. All right. That's Mr. Steven Miller with the Maxie Minute. All right, guys, we're going to call it for the night. We will be back tomorrow. Drew DeArman from Alabama, who covers the Crimson Tide, will be joining us. Going to break down the game with him. Got a lot to talk about with him. What does he see from Alabama? Does he think LSU can even come close to keeping that game tight? Uh, We will talk to him, but I'm glad that he'll be on with us. Uh, One final comment. Blake Quibido says, want to hear, I'm proud of my guys. They went out there with on their shield. I agree with them. And Dakota uh, Dakota Hooper Hopper says, uh, have a good have a good night. Yep. We will see you guys tomorrow. All right, guys, my name is Blake Rafino. Are you serious sports? We'll see you soon. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.